There's a truly incredible story about the underworld of DC and the woman who ran it for decades. When she walked in the door and, oh, that's Odessa Madre. Oh, wow. She was a celebrity in that she was successful. She was definitely a big time runner. She was so smart. She knew numbers. She knew money. She got around. She's going to be who she was. A new documentary called Odessa's Reign tells the story of a shadowy figure from DC history. Filmmaker Robin Hamilton put the whole thing together and she joins us today. was having one of those days where I just needed to wander the city. This was pre-pandemic and I was walking through um, through U Street and I found one of the markers. The, you know, cultural DC has those historical markers if you mm-hmm. want to go on a little historical trail. And it was right near the Columbia Heights U Street corridor. There was a marker that just had a small blurb about this woman, Odessa Madre. And I just thought, what? This is fascinating. Who is this woman who was the black female Al Capone who ruled the underworld in the 40s, 50s, and 60s? And so she just got in my head. And this is usually what happens with an idea that just resonates with me. I'll read something, I'll see something, and then it will just get under my skin and I can't let it go. So I read an article about her and then I found another one and another one. And then I decided to do a deep dive one day. I went to the National Archives, again, pre-pandemic, and she had a huge rap sheet. And so I said, wow, who is this woman? And that's how it all started. That's incredible. And so what did that plaque say? Because she's been called a lot of things, right? Queen of the underworld, female Al Capone. What does the plaque say? Do you recall? Uh, You know, it's funny. I had it written down and I can see, let me see if I can have it. It basically says uh, Odessa Madre, known as the Al Capone of Washington, D.C. And they had a quick blurb that said she ran a brothel right on this uh, along this corridor. I mean, it's literally it was literally three or four sentences. That's wild. So how do you begin to do research on somebody who theoretically tried to be off the books? (laughs) Exactly. That's a great question. And I say that because uh, she was difficult to research in some respects. I had done other documentaries about other women who had these great careers, um, you know, as political activists and figures. And it was easy to find people, A, to talk about them and B, to find documents and articles about them. But for her, it was very, very difficult because she did live in this underworld. So uh, there were a number of articles in the Washington Post and in the Afro-American. And what I noticed in the Afro-American was that um, a lot of times there would be mentions about her arrest and her uh, criminal activity and the gambling ring, the numbers ring. And so I had to just keep reading little bits and pieces. Sometimes they had articles about the Afro-American had an article about a birthday party that she attended, but she was one of those taboo people that you weren't supposed to know about, but everybody knew about her. And I think some of it was because people were doing the numbers. I think people, it was, I had no idea how lucrative it was. So uh, that was very hard. And it was hard to find people who wanted to talk to her, to talk to me about her, because again, 
in a way you were indicting yourself that you maybe were in that circle. So I found a number of, a couple of academics who were great um, and who actually either knew of her or they had family members who um, had some type of allegiance. One of the people I interviewed was uh, the judge, the retired judge Rahulaman Kwander um, and his aunt was married to a man who ran, who played numbers with Odessa. And so he remembers seeing her when he was 12. Um, and also um, Mrs. Ali, Virginia Ali, the owner of Ben's Chili Bowl. I saw her in the trailer and I was like, wow, I, I, I love her because she just, in my, any engagement I've had with her, she's always like, what do you want to know? I'll tell you everything you want <laughs> to know. incredible. She is incredible. I mean, she is a treasure trove. She's just a treasure, first yes. of all. Um, but then she just has seen everything. And there's one line in the film where she said she and her husband, they, they had made Ben's this hot spot to go to right in that area. And she said, we knew everybody. And, you know, so she was fascinating to talk to. I mean, when I first started doing my interviews with her, she was so funny. I asked her if she knew um, Odessa. And she said, I had met her when I was working at Industrial Bank, my first job. And she said, I just remember this large, um, dark woman come in with a brown <laughs> grocery bag and just started taking wads of cash <laughs> and putting it on the counter. I thought it was the funniest story. Um, so when I interviewed her for the film, she didn't quite say it like that, but she was much more reserved and polite, but, um, you know, off, <laughs> off camera, when she first told me about her interaction, she said, I remember this brown bag of money that this woman walked in and she said, everybody just had this hush came over and said, Oh my God, do you know who that is? So that was, it was interesting. It's a fascinating to hear about this piece of DC history. And everything I've read online so far about you announcing the documentary, yeah. people have had this sort of like, I didn't know this existed, but also right on like way to go Odessa. <laughs> Why do you think people are in a way really rooting for a bad guy? I know it's, it's interesting. I'm so glad you asked that too. Girl, because, bad lady. Yeah, right, I don't know what you want to call yeah, her. Yeah. She's a, a bad. Yeah. Right. Like, is, is, is she like, <laughs> is she like a, like a lowercase V villain? Like she's not a capital V villain, you know, right. like, is it cause it was so long ago? What, what do you think is you become like an expert in Odessa? Yeah. I think it's a mix of, of two things. One is I would say a lowercase B because she Someone asked me, had she ever ordered a hit on anybody? And from the records that I, I saw from her, she didn't. The only time she was violent, it was disorderly conduct or drunkenness. Or one of the quotes that um, Bernie Demchuk, he was a professor I interviewed, who said she would punch you in the face if you weren't doing right by her. And so she would do that. So she wasn't violent per se. And again, I want to preface, I am not condoning, I am not endorsing Correct. violence or crime. But for what drew me to her was that she was a woman who was not welcomed in society because of how she looked, because of her sexual orientation. And she said, you know what, I'm going to be successful and live life on my terms the way I want to. And she was unapologetic. She didn't care about what she looked like per se. I mean, she loved nice things, but she wasn't going to let anybody define her. And I think there's something very liberating about uh, reading about someone like that, particularly in that time. I mean, to be a large, heavyset, openly gay Black woman, the opportunities were so limited 
And then to have that on top of, of everything else, um, and she became so wealthy and people kowtowed to her. You had, you had white men, you had uh, black men, you had, I mean, she really had a lot of clout for someone that, that society had written off. And I think that's why there is this intrigue and allure about her. Now, granted, her story isn't great. She did live a life of crime and those don't end well. But I think everybody has a little bit of a, wow, what if I just didn't care? You know what I mean? <laughs> um, so I, I wanted to talk about um, the, you know, the, the end of her life too, because you said like life of crime doesn't always end well. And yeah. she ended up being buried in Prince George's County. Like, yeah. not, not, like what, what was the, the last years of her life like? You know, they were, she was broke. Um, she, her, I should send you, I'll send you a link to the film. Um, or yeah, actually, I can't wait uh, to see it. yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry. I didn't think of that earlier. Um, but, uh, she didn't have any money. Um, and it was very tough. It was sad to read in the respect that, um, she had amassed several properties during her, um, reign, so to speak. And then she started to lose it and her jail stints, her prison sentences started to get longer. And so the longer they got, the harder it was to keep any type of money flowing. And so one of her last homes, which was um, off Georgia Avenue uh, in Northwest, she um, it was dilapidated. Basically, she left, wanted to have someone look after it. And, um, you know, she came back and it was in ruins. And she she died and her body was unclaimed for several for several days. And it was because of several people who she had helped back in the day and a cop actually who was who had kind of followed her. Um, they had had this type of cat and mouse game. And that was another interesting story. His son didn't want to talk to me, but <laughs> um, they scraped together uh, $51 to put uh, to help with her burial. And then the funeral home um, helped kick in some money, but she has an unmarked grave. I believe it's in Greenbelt. Wow. Yeah. That's yeah. Wild. It is wild. It, How it, about it, and, uh, her club too? Was on 14th Street and now it's like a Bank of America. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Isn't it amazing? Yeah. So you have these pieces of history that are just being um, erased because, you know, I did try to walk through and figure out, okay, she was here. I have a terrible sense of direction too, but uh, trying to figure out where she was. And it was very hard to figure out what that looked like. You know, what do you yeah. hope? I, I guess, you know, what do you hope happens to her legacy now? Are we, we're not going to have like an Odessa day, but who, who knows where this goes, right? <laughs> yeah, that's a really good question. Um, who knows where this goes? I mean, I wanted to do this story because um, I love doing stories about people that don't necessarily get their due in history books or aren't known. I think people have, a lot of people have very interesting, complex stories. And I think she was a complex character um, who just, life was very difficult and she, made it work as much as she could at the time. And so one of the quotes I love in the film that Virginia Ali says is, um, and also one of the professors is, you know, you treat people the way you want to be treated. And maybe we shouldn't dismiss people as much as um, you think upon appearances. You know, maybe we should be a little bit more welcoming or not, of course, judge the book by its cover, as cliche as it sounds. And so I just want people to think about 
when we're so quick to write off someone and say, oh, they were this, oh, they were that. And I even got some comments about that in the Washington Post. It's like, oh, here you go, glorifying, you know, this black woman who did crime. It's all about the drugs. And I'm not saying- uh, You read the comments, never read the comments. My goodness. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. I know, stupid, right? <laughs> um, but I just, I really wanted people to understand uh, that she was a little bit more complex than may have met the eye. So I just really wanted to uncover a piece of, of history. My goal, I am planning to do a, a national PBS broadcast with her next year. Um, and so that's that's one of the big things. But I just- I just want people to know about this piece of history and, and who this woman was. And also the economy. Um, a lot of people of color didn't have the resources to make a living, you know, with the wages that were given to them or even buy a house. Think about buying a down, pay, you know, getting a down payment for a house and um, running numbers did that. So um, I just wanted people to look at history in just a little bit of a different way and look at this woman in a different way. When you say running numbers too, like what were they betting on back in the day? Were they betting on like the senators and the Grays games or what were they, what, what were they betting on? Yes. That's a great question. Again, it was a total, it was a new world for me. I didn't understand it. So it was an illegal lottery. It was the lottery before it was um, legal. They were betting on horses. And, and so I asked one, um, the, the judge, I said, well, did they go to the horse tracks? He said, no, you had someone at the racetrack who would call in the numbers of say race number one, five, and seven, those would be the races of the day. And whoever came in a certain number, those would be the numbers that you bet on. And so they would call those numbers in and then you would have someone like Odessa who would take notes or remember people's bets and then be either distributing money or if nobody won, she'd keep the money. She'd keep the cut along with the backer. It's really, it was fascinating and I realized Think about that. No computers, no iPhones, no nothing. She did this by hand and memory. Wow. I just can't imagine that, you know? So I, I think that's the other thing I wanted to mention was um, she was brilliant. She was really smart, um, mm -hmm. not only clearly with numbers, but when I did research, she was winning oratory contests um, back in the day. I read that in the Washingtonia um, Star paper and she was winning oratory contests. That's how smart she was. And again, who could she have been? Untapped potential. You know, it makes you wonder. So do you think there are more people still alive in D.C. who could tell you some great Odessa stories who are just not talking? Yes, absolutely. Without a doubt. I've had, I mean, after the Washington Post article came out, I had someone call me and say, oh, you know, I wish you had talked to me about X, Y, and Z. I had another gentleman who was a professor who was working on something separate. He sent me an email and said, I met this woman who knew her, Black Odessa, that's what she called her. And she, I remember when she would sell hot clothes out of her apartment. Um, so people have come come up, but it's this weird tension of we have stories we want to tell, but we don't want to tell you. And we certainly don't want to tell you on camera. Um, I guess so, maybe because it's like it was she died in 1990. So yes. it's like long enough ago, but it's like not long enough ago. But not long ago, enough ago. That's right. That's yeah. exactly how I feel. I feel as if she's just still a little bit too close to the surface. It was 30 years ago, people. The 90s were not the 90s were not 10 years ago. We all need to recognize that and move forward together. Yes. Thank you. Yes, exactly.
So final question on no. Odessa's reign, the documentary, who plays her in the movie? Cause I believe oh. that's about 34 minutes away from now. I totally agree. That is a great question. Um, you know, the name that first pops into my mind is Octavia Spencer. That's what, that's what I thought too. Right? Totally. I totally. could totally see her doing it. When I brought this um, up to our team, I was like, Octavia Spencer is. <laughs> I know. I, I know. And done in a really smart, sassy way. As yes. The, who she was. Not yes. as a caricature, but yeah, as a sassy woman. Um, so that's that, and my goal. I would love to see it come to uh, the big screen. I, I think she is really fascinating. And, you know, it's interesting. There's another movie because I've done research on this. That's out about another woman who was a numbers runner in Chicago. And she um, her daughter wrote a book about um, her, her numbers running game. And I think it's being produced now. Um, and I think it's great. I think it's important to get all these stories out. But I think Odessa's story is so different yeah. because um, she just did not have, she didn't need a man, didn't rely on a man. She looked totally different. She didn't have any children. Um, she just was completely against the grain. Yep. And so that's why I think there's a, there's a space for her to have her story told. I love it. I love yeah. it. Robin, thank you for the time. I, oh, I'm so glad we got to chat. Yeah, me too. Thank you. Thank you for doing this. I, I so am appreciative of people who um, just value new stories that need to be told. In these cool.